Welcome back to Multifamily Live. Super excited to be back with you today. We have a great show for you today. We have Aaron Kalushai on the show. Hey, Aaron, how you doing? Jason, I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to have you here. And Aaron is the founder of Halush Properties, of Halush Capital, through which he develops and manages multifamily properties in the metro Detroit area. He's excited about green development and prioritizes this in his ground up projects through features like solar, EV charging, and smart home technology. He and the Palouche team have developed 12 units and are under construction on a six unit and are scheduled to break down on three projects totaling north of 200 units in 2022. So awesome to have you. And you've just come off, you said off, off air here, just came off your hockey career. You were in Zurich last year and here you are back just taking action, right? And so that just sets the stage for where this meeting's at because sometimes people think about it, think about it, think about it and wait, wait, wait to get into it. But here you are right back and right into it. And you find yourself, you're in California, right? Uh, but you are doing projects in Detroit. When you were in Switzerland last year, uh, you know, still uh, doing your hockey career, were you thinking about this or where your hockey career, you had that step where you took the next phase and you said, where am I going to go now? Yeah. So um, while I was playing, I, I developed that 12 unit um, complex just north of, of Ann Arbor. Okay, um, cool. So that was going on while you were playing. Yeah. Yeah. While wow, I was cool. playing. So, um, you know, with a six hour time change, um, it was a little challenging. Um, the, the perk of, uh, of having my dad as a GC is, is I, I contact them all the time and, and it was pretty I was pretty fortunate to have him as as my GC on the project. Um, the last couple of years uh, playing, I actually um, built some spec homes with him and developed some commercial properties. So I knew I wanted to be involved in real estate and um, our careers are short. You know, if you could play 10 plus years, that's a long career in sure. any pro sport. So um, I just figured uh, I'm really passionate and really loved the multifamily space. And I had an opportunity to purchase a uh, um, vacant parcel of land in an area that I really liked. Um, and was able to develop that 12 unit and now um, have uh, six more under construction right now. And, um, and uh, you know, right around just actually just over 200 in the pipeline for groundbreaking of 2022. Wow, that's fantastic. So you grew up in Michigan, right? You're, I, I believe your family's there. So you're working with your dad on these projects here and he's been doing it. You were doing that overseas. Um, for these first projects, were you really focused on features like solar, EV charging, and smart home technology? Was that something that you implemented out of the gate or where did that come into play? So not quite out of the gate. I, there are some um, some smart home technologies in the 12 unit that we developed. Um, nice. On the six unit, we are going solar. Um, we're having EV um, charging in the garages, and we're going all smart, um, you know, smart locks, smart thermostats. Uh, so I, I think our, our um, priority is to have the, the neighbors um, be able to have a really frictionless um, experience with renting and also um, being able to have kind of one bill where it's, it's, it's just rent and, um, you know, utilities are included. Uh, if I believe that we're going, um, our, the future is electric vehicles and to put that in new development, not everybody's doing it. And I just think, um, you know, we're in a position to be able to do that with a, a new construction. So we're taking advantage of that. Yeah, I actually heard today that right now we're currently at um, you know 2% on electrical vehicles on, on where we're at in terms of implementation. We should be at 20% by 2030, which is a pretty huge jump, right, if you think of that on that point. Is your plan you build and hold or you build, hold for a certain set period and then look to sell at, at a certain exit time? Yeah, so um, I, I think our, our main priority is to build and hold. Um, we're looking at this and I'm looking at this at like a 10, 20, 30 year um, type of business. And 
No, there's different philosophies in the syndication model. Um, ours is to uh, to build. I saw how powerful it was to just refinance a smaller uh, property, like a 12 unit, and um, you know reuse that capital and and put it into other properties and other developments. So um, the model right now is is to hold long term, um, refinance at um, appropriate times, and and put really good debt on on the properties. That way, you know we're at a I think at a peak of the cycle, um, people have different opinions, but as long as uh, you, you know you you have um, good debt on your assets, um, you should be able to weather any storms. What has uh, your hockey career, your experience there, how has that helped in your day to day? I mean, I just think hard work. Uh, I was never like the you know the high, you know highest skilled player on the team. Um, I had to work super hard for you know, for, you know, get an opportunity to play college and then pro. Um, and I think I just carried that over into, um, you know, the multifamily development investing side of things. Um, still, rel- you know, super new to this whole space. Um, mm-hmm. Very, very excited. Uh, you know, just seeing the um, the property come out of the ground and, and fill it up with uh, tenants that love their home is, is something I'm really passionate about. And um, yeah, so I, I think it's, um, it's taking that hard work and that, you know, that determination and dedication um, and carrying that over from a hockey career to the uh, multifamily investing side. So has the green implementation, have you seen that be a really big driver on the project you've done for tenants wanting to lease there? Has that been something that they really pointed out to that's been a huge marketing piece for you? Yeah. So the, the 12 unit just has this um, smart thermostats and they love that. The yeah. six unit is um, about four months out from um, leasing, but uh, nice. the inquiries we've had right now um, are, uh, you know, they, they love the, uh, the green sustainable um, building. And I think they're, they're willing to pay a little bit of a premium to have that one bill where they don't need to put electric in their name and then water and, and, and all this. It's, you know, you have one rental bill um, and I think they're, you know, they're looking forward to that. Yeah, is there any credits that are given from Michigan for this? Michigan itself, no, but there is a 20, um, I believe there's a 26% um, tax credit uh, on uh, the federal level. So we'll take advantage of that. Um, I think that does go down a little bit in 2023 to 22%, but um, we'll take advantage of the 26% um, on the solar. Yeah, that's fantastic. Looking forward out here, the 200 units you have in the pipeline, um, how is that broken up? Are you going into larger complexes? Or are you keeping the same kind of complex that, that you're building now? Um, we're going into a, a little larger. Um, we have a um, 74 unit that we're, um, you know, hopefully getting um, fully approved here in the next com- couple of weeks. Um, an nice. 88 unit, uh, not too far, about 40 minutes, all in the Metro Detroit area. Um, and and then also a 48 unit um, just north of the 74 unit, about 15, 20 minutes. So how have you been picking the areas that you do want to develop into? I know you, you grew up there, your dad's there, right? So you have a really good feel for that area. But in terms of looking at the the for the 74 unit in particular or others, how are you, how are you sourcing the land? How are you finding this, these opportunities and where is it standing out? Okay. This is where we want to go. So sourcing the land, uh, the, uh, property for the 74 unit, we actually got on market. Um, it was uh, sitting there for, um, for a little while and, uh, got a well below asking price, um, which was pretty fortunate. It's close to the other 18 units that we're developing. And this particular area is just North of Ann Arbor. Um, the, the price per, uh, for the land was, um, was super affordable. So we're able to get, um, give neighbors a, uh, a product that they will get, you know, 20 minutes South, uh, in Ann Arbor for, you know, about 20% less. So, um, wow. in, in Michigan, I think the average drive time to work is about 28 minutes. Um, so 
we're, we're seeing a lot of people that work in Ann Arbor, um, some some grad students that are actually wanting to get away from the city a little bit and and live in some of those tertiary markets. Yeah, it's fantastic. What what kind of point do you put for the land? Is there a certain threshold where you say we can only have a percentage payment for the land compared to our build costs? Um, we're trying to keep it under 15%. Um, fortunately, we were able to keep the, uh, get this land under under um, you know 10% of the construction costs, um, which is yeah, pretty, pretty clutch. Why have you uh, gone the route of doing ground up compared to buying in place assets? Um, I think for now, we're going to stick to this model. Uh, value add properties, even, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s are, are trading at such a high valuation right now where yep. it's almost in a way, it's almost cheaper to build new. Um, and, you know, we're able to control um, some maintenance costs. Um, we're able to, to con- know when you're building it and um we're we're putting we know the quality that's going into the build i'm not saying that you can't buy it by a you know a good quality built 70s or 80s asset but um i think that the model that we're implementing right now is is ground up um we're open to some um value add it's just Mm -hmm. we haven't found anything yet are you looking at any other markets because it looks like you have a really good rotation of where you are here but uh, how difficult has it been doing this from where you are um, in california well i have a great team um boots on the ground there with my dad and his his team of subs um, which is crucial i think it'd be um it'd be pretty pretty challenging um to do this without having him there um we are looking to expand to some other markets um uh, specifically out west in some of the southern states like Texas. Um, so, you know, I like Boise a lot. Um, I like the Austin market just like everyone else. Yep. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna um, finish some projects we have in Michigan. Um, build out a property management team is is kind of the the next goal for us. Um, so when we get some of these bigger developments going, we'll have um, it all in house and, and verti- vertically integrated um, from vision to completion and, and managing that asset. How has it been working with family? What are what are some of the, the lessons learned, or some of the points for other people that are working with family and trying to figure out how to how to navigate those waters? Yeah, I think specific roles. You know, knowing your roles um, is is huge because it is family, and you know there there could be confrontation, and I think it's handled very differently um, with family than it is with you know a business partner. But mm-hmm. as long as you know have specific roles and and you guys uh, you know stick within those roles. Um, could be pretty smooth sailing. That's great. Where, where do you like to fit yourself in uh, these projects? Um, so I, I'm kind of more on like the, the entitlement side, um, talking to city planners, um, sourcing the land um, de- on the design side of things, working with the architect. Um, and then you know, my dad is, is uh, the GC of the project. So he has his team of subs that um, he works and he's worked with for years. So it's a good, it's a good mix. Um, we're, we're looking to grow our team and we will, we'll need to grow our team, but right now we're, we're keeping it pretty lean. How important is you when you're finding land that it's currently um, entitled or, or is it really not that important, whatever the use is for you? Um, I, well, we haven't um, had to do any type of zoning changes. So what we do try to do is find find land that is zoned properly, just because the uh, the speed at which you can construct it, it just speeds up a lot. Um, in sure. Michigan, getting zoning changes isn't terribly uh, tough. Um, yeah. Like doing getting a zoning change out here in California could take years. Um, sure. So we do try to get um, properties, uh, buy properties that are um, not necessarily fully entitled for multifamily, but zoned properly. Yeah, 
That's great. I have friends in California. I think it took them. Uh, they were just saying they just got their contractor's license. It's been like 11 months or something like that. And so <laughs> they were just like, it's, it, it's going to come someday, you know, from where it goes there. Well, this is awesome, man. So Aaron, um, as you go forward, um, what, what's after the 200 units here? That's a lot in your pipeline. What, what else do you guys see yourself envisioning doing in the future? You're building out a vertically integrated firm here. Um, will that be just in the larger properties? Will you do that in the smaller properties? Or, and will you take on other uh, properties to manage or just for in-house properties? For now, the folks will be um, in-house. Um, Great. The, the the property size, um, you know, I you know the, the threshold is some people may say 65 plus, 100 plus, but with the technology these days and being able to implement um, the the 24-7 leasing systems with artificial artificial intelligence um, yeah. and, and all of that, I think that the property size itself isn't necessarily a determining factor for us. I think it's location, it's um, population growth, job uh, diversification, um, stuff like that is more what is uh, driving us with the new development and, and potentially acquiring asset, uh, existing assets. That's awesome. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the show. Super congratulations about all your success, man. You guys are really taking action. It's fun to see. It's fun to see that you're taking this route here. For everyone listening, uh, what's the best way for them to find out more about you, your company, and anything else about what you're doing? Yeah, um, by email at uh, Aaron at Palouche Capital, P-A-L-O-O-S-H Capital.com. Um, Palouche Capital.com is uh, currently under construction. So hopefully in a couple of weeks, we'll have that up. Um, and then also on Instagram, um, a Palouche I 11 is uh, my Instagram handle. It's uh, predominantly been a, uh, you know, a hockey kind of family Instagram, but uh, we'll be transitioning to more, um, more kind of educational and, and more of what we're doing on the uh, multifamily side of things. Yeah, it's awesome to see the journey, man. Well, thank you so much for joining the show. Super appreciate your time. Jason, I really appreciate it. Very blessed to be on the show and, and I, I appreciate your time. Same here. For everyone listening, thank you so much. Of course, got a great experience here. Go hit that rate and review. Go hit that like button. Love to hear from you guys. Love to hear your comments and we'll talk to you shortly.